bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people up, nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. This is The Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I have a full roster this afternoon. I'm excited. I'm happy. Everything is going great because one of my, I got, first of all, I got two of my favorite people that I shouldn't be eating food with, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, first with me is Ken Hughes from Dog City. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Dr. Harris. How are you? I'm good. I had to call you. Today is Entrepreneurship Tuesday. Perfect. And and it's sponsored by We Energies. And one, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is you are here in the Third Street Market with my other guests. And I got to say, I don't like your store. Because it's too enticing. Every time I walk past, I got to get a hot dog. Now, you know I'm from the south side of Chicago. So you know we got to eat a hot dog. You know we got to eat a hot dog. And so your your establishment is called Dog City. And it's been here since since the beginning of the Third Street Market. Tell us, what, what made you want to start something like a dog city? Well, actually, my, my wife and I... Uh are the owners together and we, we used to take trips out to the east coast and we would go to dc to Ben's chili bowl and we would go out to new york and, and we watched how they did things and then um, we just said you know what if we brought something like this but with our own style back to the midwest so first off our hot dogs are 100 percent all beef hot dogs in a natural casing uh you won't find nothing you won't find anything like this brand in the Midwest. So we made sure that we did our homework, you know, cause a lot of people, they go to Chicago and get the Deanna beefs and those are delicious, but we wanted a brand mm. that, that, mm. that nobody in the Midwest that has that snap appeal to them. So mm. that we, we, we was inspired by uh, just looking at how other people did things. And of course, uh-huh. we love our hot dogs. So, now don't, don't be getting me in trouble cause I like your hot dogs, but I'm from Chicago. So I'm just saying. Oh no, y'all y'all are family. Chicagoans are our family. In fact, we a lot of people that travel through from Chicago, they said, Man, this is the closest thing yep. that we had to yep. Chicago. Very true. I, I just laughed. Because so, we also specialize in that Center Street Polish, which is a Maxwell style Polish. Yeah, so, buddy. 
all of the Chicagoans, they they love that. Yeah, so so that. what's what's the difference between your hot dogs? Now, you have other other things at your store, but the fact that you're Dog City, you came up with a recipe of the different kinds of hot dogs you make. I, I know you make classic, yes. but what other hot dogs do you have? Yes, well, our, our number one seller is the Philly hot dog, and it is a 100% all-beef hot dog in a natural casing with shaved Philly steak, grilled peppers, onions, and white American cheese with oh. milk. And for those who don't like hot dogs, you can get it without Tell the me. dog. We, then we, that's our number one seller, followed by the, the Chicago. You're killing me. You're killing me. Yeah. I'm hungry we already. We have a pepper dog. Okay. We have a pepper dog. We, we have a boss hog, which is a 100% all-beef dog with uh, pulled pork, barbecue pulled pork on it. And we have a special sauce called our Dog City Sauce, which is actually uh, a Memphis-style sauce. Our cousins in Memphis taught us how to make that, and we just named it Dog City Sauce. But it is a sweet and savory sauce. We have a hickory dog, a chili dog, a BLT, a Santa Fe. I mean, the list just, just goes on and on. So if people want to come to Dog City, how do they find you? They, we're right uh, at, at 275 West Wisconsin Avenue, formerly the old Grand Avenue Mall. That's the simplest way to put it. We're on the first floor just west of the bar and east of your radio station. So we're right right in the middle. So you're right across the way from 1017 The Truth. And that's what causes, that's right. that's what causes so many people to keep eating hot dogs all day. <laughs> Well, I want to thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you coming on today. And, um, yeah, hot dogs are the truth. Yes, they are. Our hot dogs are the truth. You're and hot then dogs. also, you know, they can check out in closing. I would like to say mm-hmm. if you can't get downtown, if you can't get downtown or you feel there's a hassle for parking, we have a second location that we just opened at 5900 West North Avenue. And it's inside of the North Avenue Market Hall, formerly the old Associated Bank building, 5900 West North Avenue. So we're one restaurant, mm-hmm. two locations. All right. Well, thank you much. Ken Hughes, Tanya Thanks, Hughes, Dog City. Thank you much. I appreciate it. God bless you, sir. Be well. All right. Take care. Hey, when we come back, well, first of all, I want to say thank you to uh, Ken Hughes. And I have to say, of course, to Tanya, because we know she did all the work. It wasn't him. I mean, we know that already. We know that. And um, Dog City, come check it out, 3rd Street Market. When we come back, I've got another entrepreneur from 3rd Street Market that I try not to even talk to when I see him because every time I see him, he got stuff that makes me want to just cry and then I fall off my diet and it just it just gets terrible. When we come back, we've got Dye's Pies coming up for you. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. This is the We Energy's Entrepreneurship Tuesday. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Entrepreneurship Tuesday on Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is powered by We Energies, energy you can depend on. You're listening to Entrepreneurship Tuesday, powered by We Energies. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Today we have 
The other favorite person that I completely and totally stay away from at Third Street Market, and that's Jonathan Dye because he owns Dye's Pies. How are you, sir? I am doing super duper. Thanks for having me, Dr. Man, that is a terrible thing you do. You stack them pies up and they be, hey, Dr. Kid, don't you want this? You know, come on, brother. Come on. You know, it's it's just a, it's just a terrible thing. I even hear him talking. They don't even have mouths. It's just... It is a it is a phenomenal thing to see another black man, um, just like Ken, be able to start a business and grow it and expand it. And I've watched you grow from a couple pies in the front, and then it's kind of spread out, and then crowds are in front of your pies and all that. Dye's Pies has been here for how long in the Third Street Market? Uh, we've been here for uh, just over two months. Okay, and I've been making pies in uh, for well, I've been making pies all my life, but. Mr. Dice Pies, I've been making them as Mr. Dice Pies and selling them for, it's been just over 12 years. Really? Yes. And so? so we've sold pie all over uh, southeastern Wisconsin and, um, I mean, as far as Lodi, as far as, uh, mm-hmm. we've been in Chicago a couple times selling pie. Uh, Madison is like a home away from home for us. Uh, so uh, this is a continuation of the, um, the, the selling of the pie. So, so what sparked the dream? You know, I was in the kitchen with my grandma and uh, when I was little, and she, mm-hmm. I, you know, you're in the kitchen long enough, they're going to put you to work. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so after a while, I was, um, you know, helping her make meals, doing the prep work, and by the time I was 13, 14 or so, I was making sugar cookies and making meals and uh, developed a passion for uh, taking care of people with the food. I learned that from my grandma more than anything. Uh, she would make these uh, amazing meals, and she wouldn't have all the stuff to even make it properly, but she would make a dynamite meal anyway. It was like a food uh, alchemy she would do, and uh, she would always make sure she got that food right. And, you know, you got one bite of grandma's food, anything she cooked for you, and you knew that uh, you were loved. So I learned to uh, that I got that passion for taking care of people in that way from her. So how can that spark? So you wanted to cook, so you went to school for it, or you just learned no, it actually, hook, or by, hook or by crook? Or what, you know what's funny? I went to UW Parkside. Okay. And, uh, Parkside Day is coming up pretty soon. Uh, but we, uh, I learned from my grandma. I, uh, the, I always wanted to, to, do, to, to start a pie business. So when I got out of college, I was actually an investment advisor and spent 10 years doing that. And then uh, for a little bit, I thought I was going to sell investments during the week, and then start this pie company on the weekend. I'm not sure why I thought I was going to be able to do that. <laughs> it's going to not be possible. No, it is uh, not. But uh, thankfully, um, you know, I bounced around a little bit in investments. I was at Morgan Stanley, and uh, I was let go, thankfully. And um, in that uh, that moment, you know, I was spent some time applying for jobs, looking for the next yeah. thing, and then, yeah. then it's just like, you know what, I'm just going to get started. So, uh we got some sweet potatoes, and um, I think I cashed an unemployment check, and, you know, we went and got busy, and uh, we started uh, selling pies. In the beginning, I would make four sweet potato pies. I would sell them, and then I would go pick my son up from school, and uh, that was a great day. So what was your worst day? My worst day? Well, you know, every, everybody in business tends to run That's into a, trying to figure out how sure. to— how to create revenue, but also cut your expenses so you can make a thing called profit. Sure, um, that's a that's a tough question. I'm a I'm an optimist. I don't spend a lot of time thinking about those things. But hey, recently um, I was evicted from uh, my previous kitchen, 
And uh, she also, um, when she bought the kitchen that I was in out on Tower, and uh, she uh, tripled the the rent. Uh, to her credit, she fixed up the the, the building that right. we were in. Right. Um, but uh, we definitely, uh, she's a good enough person. Uh, you know, I guess, you know, us being a tenant didn't fit with what she was trying to do. Right. And uh, she evicted me, you know. Uh, so, you know, that was certainly challenging, you know. Sure. But uh, thankfully, we're still here. So, And so that's one of the actual best things that ever happened to you because you wouldn't be sitting here. You wouldn't be thriving in your business. I think it's going to be an uh, awesome thing. You know, we've yeah. had some... Yeah. Uh, some uh, different, you know, we had some employees that we lost because of that as well. Mm-hmm. But in the end, uh, we're here at the Third Street yeah. Market Hall, and um, we've got awesome energy around us. And uh, it's, it's, uh, I, I think everything that uh, happens happens for a reason. And uh, we're going to continue. Uh, you know, I'm happy to be a service. And I'm ex- excited yeah. about uh, uh, getting back to work here. And uh, it was, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, life's a process. You know, building yes, a business is, is a yes, process. It is. Sometimes you stay, uh, you, you point yourself the right direction and start heading that way, you know. And I think also, too, having the, the, the focus of, you know, what you want to accomplish and controlling the things that you can control and then learning from some of the things that have happened. But the energy around you is super important. And right now we have fantastic energy. Uh, there's great energy we have a shared kitchen with uh, Dairyland. They do fantastic uh, mm-hmm. burgers and um, custard, and they got a, a spicy chicken sandwich that is amazing. Wow. That is amazing. Uh, there's another tenant that's sharing the kitchen with us. Move in another uh, black-owned vendor, uh, Yummy Bowl. will be moving in very soon. They've okay. got some great food. I've been sampling behind the scenes. Of course, uh, quality control, helping them get it right. Of course, of course. Uh, you know, you got to have somebody do that for you. So I'm glad to be yeah. a service in that way. But um, in addition to that great energy, uh, the customers here at the Market Hall have fantastic energy. It's downtown. Uh, downtown growing up for me was always a special place. And, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm happy to report that it's still a special place. The truth here is uh, several feet away. You yeah, know, yeah. Uh, which is awesome. You know, I recently put a note on your window. Yes, you did. That was kind of cool. <laughs> to, it's like to you participate had to in the show. You had something to say. You're listening. So instead of calling or sending a text, you just walked over and it was old boom, put it on the window. That's I what was, I'm talking about. That was fun. It was I was communicating. Yes, and it then, was. And I'm actually several feet from uh, Dog City as well. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, so if someone's down here and they're motivated to um, support black-owned businesses in particular. You can catch us all in a row real fast. So yep, absolutely. Here. So so being from Chicago, from Chicago, being from Milwaukee, you you got into business. Did you get any training in how to run a business? Or I have a I have a degree in uh, business management with a marketing concentration from okay. uh, UW Parkside. Okay. Uh, when I got out, I, I started with investments, uh, but it's good to put some of those uh, some of that stuff to good use. And I also, uh, one of my best friends growing up is uh, Steve Wilson. Uh, the younger Steve Wilson, <laughs> the the older Steve Wilson, uh, when he was alive, uh, mm-hmm. I got to see up close him running the Center Street Fish Market, him yeah, running the yeah, uh, yeah. Ritz Fish. I was at a distance, but I was close enough to uh, have that example. Right. Uh, also, growing up, uh, we saw the um, McCoy's Bakery. Mm-hmm. You know, we would always go get a pie from them every oh, yeah. every, every year. I'd Pound see, cake. I'd, I'd see oh. the line of folks outside. Yeah. You know, so I think sometimes having those examples in the community. Whether you're close or far, you know, just having that example of somebody doing something 
makes it a lot easier. Because I think we always keep track of, you know, first black person to do this, to do right, that. Right. It's important that we do that, but it's also important that uh, we point out those examples so it'll be easier for the next folks to come around and say, oh, yeah, I can do that. That is possible. What is your goal with your business? Like, in the end, what is it that you want to say? You know, when you pass it on to, you know, kids or relatives or sell it, but what is it you want to say that your business did? I, I think it's an important for... Uh, well, it is important that, uh, we be, we, we're keepers of the culture. Okay. You know, we make sweet potato pie and uh, nothing says family, you know, especially for black folks like sweet potato pie. Right. And, uh, you know, as keepers of the culture, I, I think, uh, I, I would like people to, to, to say and think that we were good stewards of that and that we were also, um, good stewards of, uh, the responsibility of uh, being a black business in Milwaukee. You know, we, we sponsor a basketball team mm-hmm. uh, every year with uh, Cream City, Cream Skills, and uh, that's important to us. Uh, we we try to um, to to be an important part of the community and help out when and where we can, and I think that's important. How soon growing up, right, or I'm in my 20s or whatever age I am, how soon should I think about actually starting a business? I think you should always think about that because I, th- I think it's critical, um, given the state of uh, uh, the the world that we live in, the state of our country, and the, and the situation, uh, just the state of, of the condition mm-hmm. of Black folks in the in the country. And I think this is true of the whole U.S. You know, you have a situation where, you know, sometimes we're overqualified and can't get a job. Uh, sometimes we leave the city because we can't get a job. Um, and I think people should be more cognizant of uh, giving folks an opportunity as uh, other folks, but definitely as black folks, we should be also giving some thought to how can we create some of these jobs? You know, I think that's important. And hopefully as we move forward, we'll be able to, to provide more. What's your biggest win? Like something you thought you wouldn't get something you thought wouldn't happen. And it actually happened. Oh, you, you've got the great questions today. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, we were uh, chosen uh, best pie shop in Wisconsin by USA today. Wow. And uh, they, they picked one for every state. And uh, they picked us. And uh, I was uh, very humbled by that because there's a lot of, uh, if you look at the whole state, there is a lot of folks that have been making pretty good pies across the yeah, state yeah. and damn good pies you know, yeah. across the state yeah. that, uh, you know, they've been making pies longer than I have. I've been at this 12 years. Uh, some of the folks I know have been, they've been at it 30. And so to be chosen that and to, um, you know, we, I don't know, to be chosen that was, was amazing for me. It's just uh, a lot of, uh, for them to, to, to select us was uh, a huge win. Growing up in Milwaukee, what was the most memorable for you? Other, other than the downtown being that, I, I think, I think every, let me, let me just make it personal. I think every black kid, when you don't go out of your neighborhood, when you don't travel, when you don't do things, downtown is like that place. Like it's a special day when you go like downtown. But what's your most memorable thing growing up? The uh, And I completely agree with you. Downtown is definitely still a special place, and it was definitely that. It was exciting. Like yeah. You were doing something. And yeah. uh, and speaking to that, too, where you feel like you're, you know, back in the day, you know, it seems like we didn't. It was memorable if we even, you know, um, you know, made it to, to Northridge. Was like, <laughs> you know, that was like, wow, you know, you're in the suburbs. You're on the edge of uh, existence you wow. know, at that point. But um you know, getting out of the city was always special. Um, you know, I remember um, the, uh, a sense of um, 
of uh, some of the black owned businesses back in the day, like uh, Grant's, the, uh, the the eatery was there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think some things change, some things stay the same. It's just a kind of a pleasure to um, to to have those memories and to uh, be known for something that I created with my hands and to be able to give back to that community is important. Why baking? I mean, other than your grandmother and you're baking, seeing it. Baking is a, um, you know, all of cooking, you can uh, you can become a, uh, a master of something, right? Mm-hmm. And then you can right. put your own spin on it. Right. And for me, baking was uh, a little more technical and uh, discovering that uh, if you um, – if you if you master it, you can still you got you got wiggle room and you can put your own spin on it. That was that was great for me and uh, and then it comes down to um, putting smiles on people's faces. <laughs> I don't look at it like we even sell pie, you know. We we just take care of people, and I think any good business you're taking care of people. So you could be having a bad day, and uh, so you're about to get a, a fork full of my purple monster in a second, and uh, you know it'll hopefully put a big smile on your face and. This is what I do, and you know, I, I get I get all this amazing uh, hmm. feedback, and I wish. Uh, and I, I thought I got that when I was helping people uh, retire, right? You right. know, but really about your money, you're always going to be stressed and concerned about it. Right. A slice of pie, uh, man, you get a good fork full, and boom, takes away all that stress. Boom. You know, I used to make clients and get clients when I sold investments, and I just make friends now. It's great, and I get all wow. this wonderful feedback, and uh, I wish uh, wish everybody could could have that experience that and. So it's very rewarding for me. All right. I won't keep you too much longer, but when we come back, I have a series of questions for you to answer off the top of your head. You ready for it? I'm ready. All Uh, right. We'll see. Mr. Jonathan (laughs) Dye from Mr. Dye's Pies. You're listening to Entrepreneurship Tuesday right here on the new 1017 The Truth. Traffic, sports, and weather up next. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Afternoon, I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. So, We've got in the studio Mr. Jonathan Dye from Mr. Dye's Pies. That's that's a great like like rhyming thing. You know what I, I was uh <laughs> I was fortunate. I was a few years in before I figured out that it rhymed and I was really lucky. Wow. It just rolls off the wow. tongue. Mr. Dye's Pies. Wow. I got lucky. So I got some questions for you that I ask everybody who comes on Entrepreneurship Tuesday, powered by We Energies. And so you got to get the same questions, too. I'm as ready as I'm going to get, Dr. Ken. All right. What have you done recently for the first time? I've started uh, intermittent fasting. Uh, I'm, I'm down about 30 pounds. I still eat a lot of, uh, uh, you know, as to my, you know, I got, uh, I'm down 30 pounds. I'm a lot healthier. Uh, I Working in a that. pie shop? Well, if you do intermittent fasting, you you know you <laughs> you can uh, eat pie, right? You know, it's funny. Some bakers don't talk about anything that has to do with health. I know another baker that um, you can't uh, you can't even set a diet coke by his his booth, right? But to me, I think we're all um, it's the yin and the yang. You know, mm-hmm. we're all humans, mm-hmm. and uh, I think uh, you know you need a little moderation and you yeah. need balance. You know, yeah. I think the best diet is one you're going to stick to. But uh, intermittent fasting as a lifestyle, I think, uh, has been wonderful. 
for me uh, because basically you, you want to start with a uh, a sixteen eight and uh, which means for sixteen hours you fast, which sounds ridiculous, like it's hard. But you know, if you start but at eight those hours, you sleep. Most of those hours you sleep. So if you start at eight <laughs> o'clock tonight, by noon you can wake up, eat whatever you want. Yep. I mean, don't go crazy, of course. Right. But you got a feeding window or eating window, whichever you like to roll with. You got eight hours where you can figure it out. Then right. by eight o'clock you wrap it up, and then if you go to nine, then you just adjust it and go to one. So that's been um, something that I haven't done before, and um, I'm on duty with. And can I give you two answers? Nope. Nope. Okay. Give me one. Let's go with that. That's we can a good come one. back to it. Okay. Apart from adding more time to your day, what would you make? What what would make the biggest difference in your life? I'm I'm uh, something that I'm working on. I, I'm trying to um, to uh, something that I noticed that I'm doing just me uh, personally, and not that I'm the worst at this, but I, I'm trying to make a a concerted effort to uh, make sure that uh, that women around me are, are heard. Because okay. I, I noticed uh, sometimes uh, I would have an interaction, and then after it was over, I kind of I, I wasn't happy with it. I felt like right. maybe I was overlooking some folks, and that uh, maybe I was a little too uh, taking it too light, not aware yeah. of uh, what yeah. of of who exactly people were, and uh, the, you know the power or the the title or the respect that that uh, should be due to a situation or a person, and even just basic you know uh, attention and. Uh, you know, you you know, I'm I'm here and I'm I'm listening and I'm aware. And I think uh, you know, people. I noticed a few times that people definitely left my presence and they probably felt like that I maybe I was listening to Dr. Ken, but I wasn't listening to to them as well. Okay. And so I'm I'm definitely uh, working on that. What one thing do you have to do every day? I've got to get up and I've got to uh, execute. I've got to. I've got to get stuff done, and uh, and part of that in, is is making a list of stuff to do, and I can do that either when I wake up or I mm-hmm. can do it the night before, but I definitely have to um, set out to uh, get stuff done, and even if that stuff is um, relaxing, or if it's uh, you know it could be um, you know I could be going to go get a pedicure or a manicure or something, and uh, whatever it is, I need to I, I need to be actively. Going about making sure I get stuff done. Otherwise, time is not uh, used the right way. Speaking of that, what's the first thing you do in the morning? The f- first thing I do in the morning is uh, I have uh, a cup of coffee. Okay. Black coffee. Black coffee. See, that's what I like. Black coffee. What song is in your head right now? There's a, uh, a Macy Gray song that's mm-hmm. been stuck in my head. That I discovered. I'm not sure how new or how old it is, but it, it's called a um, a moment to myself. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. As I get older, uh, those moments to myself. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's kind of ironic. You know, I'm uh, a known commodity around town, mm-hmm. and um, so I'm I'm never really alone. Right. And uh, and I and I get a lot of uh, love from everybody, and it's always well received. Always. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I enjoy being recognized for something that I do, and I appreciate it. Right. Um, but at the same time, yep, uh, I'm a uh, I'm a middle kid, so I'm used to I'm a social person, I, and I'm used to doing things in groups and having um, my older brother, and my younger brother there, and we had a big family growing up, and it's like I'm used to having people around, and it's necessary. But as I get older, 
I, I appreciate those moments to myself uh, a lot more as I get older. You know, it's funny. It's said that as men get older, they become more and more alone, which over a certain age can be actually dangerous because then you have your own mind and your own thinking and your own way of doing things and you tend to drift away from people. And so every now and then it's nice to hang out with people that understand when and where to be alone and when not to, because that can really be detrimental. Yeah. I think as uh, people, we, we need each other, you know, we need our energy. We need uh, that interaction and uh, just, um, you know, things like attitude is, you know, it's contagious. So, uh, you know, you, you, somebody say hello or somebody say, how you doing? That's why I always say I'm doing super duper because, because <laughs> even if I'm not, by the time I say, say I'm, being, I'm yeah. doing super duper, by the time I say it, I'm, I'm feeling that much better. And you're probably feeling a little better from hearing it. And oh, yeah. even if you think I'm being silly, you know, so energy is uh, very important and our, and each other's energy is very yep. important. Who's your guru? Well, you need to figure something out. Where do you go to? You know, everybody has that person or that thing they follow. Who's your guru? Great question. I, I, I've been on a, uh, a spiritual journey. This circles mm-hmm. back to something I'm doing that's new. Uh, I was, um, you know, I used to always want to be, I used to always be jealous of, of people that have this connection to, connection with God. And mm-hmm. they would have this uh, this um, confidence that, uh, right. you know, they would just say, you know, I'm very analytical. So for somebody to say, oh, you know, God's going to handle it, you know, uh, I would be, like, well, you know, that must be nice to not even. <laughs> <laughs> so I would always say, like, well, I would want this this relationship with, with God, a better relationship. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't doing any of the work. I was just saying that, right? <laughs> of course. <clears throat> I, but lately, uh, the last two years or so, I've been doing it. And uh, if I had to, um, you know, lately it's been, there's been a few people, but um, uh Neville Goddard lately is one that I've been listening to. Okay, about uh, you know speaking things into existence, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he teaches that um, we are, you know, we all have a God spark in us, and we're all got a piece of the divine, and we come from the divine, and we are the divine, and we're all connected in that way, and we can speak things into existence, and you know what we, our imagination. Uh, he's a bit radical. He teaches that uh, our very imagination is basically Jesus Christ. Like that's what the Bible meant by that. Like our, and so I'm learning, I'm going through that and and learning him and uh, I listen to a lot of folks though. But if I had to pick one lately, mm-hmm. it's Neville. What in your wardrobe do you wear the most? Like if there was another person that's a friend of yours or a young lady and she saw you, she would look at you and go, "Dude, it's time. You don't <laughs> take that off." I had a I had a brown. Uh, <laughs> It might have been green. I don't remember what this is. Uh, oh, you wore it out? It wore was it brown out. or it was, it was green and you wore it we, out? To we bring. would do markets outside. <laughs> so if we're outside doing a market, you know, the sun is right. beating on you, is yeah. beating on the clothes. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, sun is uh, undefeated out there. So I, I had a – I've done this to a lot of clothes over the years because we do so many markets. But <laughs> I had a – this is a champion. I still wear this every now and then. This this jacket I have on right. is the replacement right. to it. There's a brown champion uh uh, it's not a hoodie because it doesn't have a hood, but it's like a zipper sweatshirt. Mm. And it probably was really nice at some point. <laughs> you got to say it like that. It used to be it, nice, it time. but it's time. Wow. You, you'll, you'll see it. I'll, wow. I'll, I'll model it for you here in the window for you. Okay. Day. What can the teammates here at 1017 The Truth do to help you? Wow. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, wonderful question. Uh, 
Well, we can start with what you guys already do. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys are an inspiration. Uh, it's it's uh, it's refreshing to have uh, you guys on the radio because uh, when I first started listening, I was like, you know, I was had my concerns because, uh-huh. uh, you know, I was looking for like, you know, black ownership and be like black, 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 like black ownership to go with the, uh-huh. these truthful voices. Right. And then so I was questioning how truthful mm. the voices would be. And um, to my surprise and to my uh, refreshingly, uh, you know, to, you know, I'm very happy about the fact that uh, from all of you guys are unique voices yeah. and uh, you guys speak the truth and you guys let people speak the truth. And uh, you guys are just that a uh, powerful voice for the black community. It's important that people be heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also very important that uh, we wrap our hands around these uh, small businesses and support each other. Oh, yeah. And you guys are doing just that. This show is proof positive. So. Mr. Dye's Pies, Mr. Jonathan Dye, when we are done, which is in like 30 seconds, I'm going to be hitting this pie. This is Key Lime Pie. Give me 30 seconds of what am I eating. Okay, you have my uh, Purple Monster Pie. Uh-huh. And the Purple Monster is a uh, purple uh, sweet potato pie. The yams are different than the conventional sweet potato. Uh, they come from, you know, some people call it an, a purple yam. You can call it an Okinawan yam. They're mm. originally from the Americas, but... Um, they became famous in Japan, and uh, they're actually from a farm in uh, Hawaii. It right. has a very distinct taste to it. It's uh, not too sweet, and uh, pick that out special for, for Dr. Ken here. I appreciate that. Hey, if you need the best in pies in the entire state of Wisconsin, check out Mr. Dye's Pies, 3rd Street Market right here. Your hours are? Ooh, our hours are uh, great question. We're rolling 11 to 7, just okay. about uh, every day except Monday. Uh, Friday and Saturday we go a little later, probably till around ten. Okay. And then you may you may be able to swing by on Monday. We're working on, you know, might be to catch us on a Monday. But All right. Not official hours on a Monday though. Two seventy five West Wisconsin Avenue, Third Street Market, Mister Dies Pies. Thanks for joining me. Appreciate it. Thank you, brother. All right. Take care. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is 
the number. Mr. Lee said, excellent talk, Dr. Ken. I haven't had Sweet Tooth for a while, but I believe after this afternoon, I may be stopping one of these days to treat some of my folks to a delicious discussion. Thank you, sir, and the restaurants you interviewed this afternoon. I'm telling you, Dog City, Mr. Dye's Pies, I'm staying away from Mr. Dye's. Well, except maybe for that purple monster I might be because it's kind of low in sugar. And uh, I may be indulging myself at least once a month and force myself to eat a piece of pie. So I'm just saying. Dave A. said, I would love to see all black and brown people, young and older, just stop spending money for a couple of months and see what happens. I think that I want to take that a step further, Dave A. I want to see black and brown people. Let me not phrase that. I want to see black people actually spend their money on black businesses. White people spend their money on white businesses. Hispanic on Hispanic, Asian on Asian. I have no problem with that. Support your own. Support each other too. Support each other too. Jonathan Dye from Mr. Dye's Pies along with uh, Ken Hughes and Tanya Hughes from Dog City. Two black businesses right next to each other doing powerful things, making um, great jobs here in the city of Milwaukee. And that's what we talk about. Those, those are the things that is what we support. And we missed that. Before Entrepreneurship Tuesday, we were, we were discussing race and things that went along with it and things of that nature. So it's, it's pretty interesting. What y'all doing? Making all that noise. Ah, yeah, that's that's mine. That's mine. Absolutely. What? Like I just talked about that. And 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 that's another thing. When you belong to an organization, when you belong to a uh business, right? And you have that camaraderie, that's when race goes away. That's when culture and ethnicity, that's when the culture of the organization kicks in, right? So as a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, we have, we are a, we are a international fraternity, right? We've got chapters in other continents. We've got a chapter in Canada, um, chapter in Europe, one in Africa, one or two in Africa, and we're about to open a chapter in Puerto Rico. We have black, Hispanic, Asian, white, um, Pacific Islander, you name it, we got it. And so that's, that's the beauty of when you come under one banner, race becomes something that dissipates and the brotherhood raises up. And, and, and I, I, I tell everybody, everybody, this is me. Everybody that's black, because that's what I'm talking to. We're Milwaukee Black Talk. Everybody should be in some type of organization where there's six degrees of separation or one or two. Everybody should be in an organization where if something happens to their family, there's another group of people that will step in and undergird them, help them, help you grow so you can support each other. That's what community is about. Studies have proven that communities that are segregated, 
communities that are same race do more in the community than mixed race communities. Studies have shown that if you have a mixed community, they do less with each other because people are drawn to people that look like them, positive or negative, good or bad. I think it's, I think it's how you use it. But in the end, we, we have to recognize that for each of us to grow, each of us needs to be in an organization. I don't care if it's a Divine Nine organization, one of the black fraternities, five fraternities, and four sororities. I don't care if it's NAACP, Urban League, one of, one of those types of organizations, one of our legacy organizations. I don't care if it's Prince Hall Masons, I don't, Eastern Star. I don't care what it is. Your church, but you need to be part of an organization that gives you the ability to grow and move and always be able to see others so that your children can see because what they see is what they'll be. If they see a grandma cooking pies, then they'll want to cook pies. If they see a grandfather making barbecue, then they'll want to make barbecue. If they see the accountant, the lawyer, the electrician, the carpenter, the plumber, When they see that, they'll want to become that. And so I tell people college isn't for everybody. But some college is. So even if it's a two-year degree, notice it didn't say just a two-year degree, but even if it's a two-year degree, that counts. Because you can get a degree in business, start a one, and become a billionaire. And age doesn't matter either because your age, what's his name, who started Kentucky Fried Chicken, Colonel Sanders, didn't didn't even start it, along with um, Ray Kroc in their 60s when they started their franchises. Don't tell me it can't be done. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Tory Lowe's show is coming up next. Make sure you check him out. Um, I don't know what the lineup is now. I got lost when they changed everything. I don't know who's on when and what's on where. And I used to know when I was rebroadcast. I know that at 6 o'clock in the morning, Mel is back on. That's all I know. I'm on in there somewhere. One time, two times, no time. I don't care. Just make sure you listen 24 hours a day right here to the new 1017 The Truth. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Rhea. Good arguing with you today. Keep it up. God bless. Take care. I'll see you in 22 hours. I'm out.